Welcome to the Superbook Sports Podcast. The line starts here as we take you behind the counter for an all-access look at the biggest events in sports. Through the minds of career Las Vegas odds makers, Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Want the very best in odds boost promotions and contests? Download the Superbook Sports app. Follow us at Superbook Sports on social media and head to Superbook.com Superbook.com today. Now let's jump behind the counter and talk with the pros before we get our wagers down. Here's your MC, Ron Kruk. Superbook Sports podcast is back in your life and trust me, we will never miss a game-winning field goal. Ron Kruk joined by the men behind the counters at the Superbook at the Westgate in Vegas. Veteran odds makers and the best in the business, Jay Cornegay and John Murray. All right, guys, busy show. Let's get right to it. Jay, you get the honors. How did the big weekend of college and NFL action go for the Superbook? Overall, it was a great weekend for us, Ron. We Saturday, as you know, plenty of upsets up and down the slate as we saw some popular teams go down. Obviously, uh, one of the big ones actually was Michigan against Hawaii. That was uh, on later in the day. And uh, usually most public bettors stay away from those type of point spreads. Um, they don't like laying those type of points, but they did in that case. And uh, with them scoring and covering, that was one of the bigger decisions on Saturday for us. Wow. Again, uh, Alabama, Texas was also a big win for us as Alabama was bet on for the first half. They were bet on the game, and we, you know, were on the right side of that one as well. So Saturday was a huge win for us. Sunday, uh, I'll let John go into a little bit, but I think some of the scores might be misleading. A lot of people think, wow, you must have done really well, but, but we did. We won more games than we lost, but we lost the two biggest decisions of the day. Ravens mm-hmm. and Jets was the, mm-hmm. the biggest decision of the day. And then, of course, whenever the books lose a big Sunday night game, I can almost guarantee you that's going to take away a majority of the profits or give us a loss for the day. So uh, with the Bucks uh, covering against the Cowboys, which was an easy cover, a boring game, unfortunately, oh, but brutal. that was really a, a bad game for us. And Sunday we ended up uh, just a small winner. Well, and you said that Monday night was going to be boom or bust for the book and the, the positive scenario would be if the Seahawks won out, right? Well, you can thank the Broncos head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, for accomplishing that goal as uh, Denver wasn't able to get that win. But, John, the dogs, man, were barking this past weekend. Of course, on Monday night football, as I just mentioned, but not only did several underdogs cover, but many won outright. And, you know, just once again, the the opening week of the NFL was crazy. Uh, we saw a lot of point total unders cash in big time mm-hmm. too. give us the details, man. Seattle was huge for us. But, you know, what we really needed on Sunday was we needed one of those other uh, big favorites in the morning to lose the Colts tied. So all those money line parlays were pushes. And then Atlanta, I don't know how they lost the game, but they did. They somehow That's managed usual. to blow a 16-point lead in the fourth quarter. That really hurt us. And Jay already said it. The biggest one was Baltimore. That was our biggest decision of the week in the NFL, and then we lost big on the Buccaneer game. So we did okay Sunday, but it wasn't the day that I think maybe people thought it was going to be for us. Even the Green Bay-Minnesota game in the afternoon, that looks like the kind of game that would be good for the books. Green Bay, the popular road favorite, at least they were all week. But actually, the the wise guys were all over Minnesota, pushed the Vikings to a two-point favorite. And the public was on Minnesota here. 
which was shocking. We had more tickets on the Vikings than Green Bay, which didn't make much sense to me, but everybody was right about that game. Minnesota wins easily in that game. Justin Jefferson was incredible, and we didn't do too well. But yeah, Look, overall, it was a good weekend. We did awesome on Saturday. We did great on Monday Night Football. Sunday, we just felt like we left some money on the table. Got it. And if you had the guts to take the Giants or Steelers or Bears on the money line, I mean, that's well done. Those those teams were big dogs and not only won outright, but mm-hmm. they beat playoff teams from last season. So Giants as, was a really big one, Ron. Giants yeah. in the afternoon. That was our biggest afternoon game for sure. A lot of people were on Tennessee, both minus the points and on the money line in parlays. Giants, that was a great win. I love the guy going for two. The new head coach there, Brian Dable. That was great. Yeah. So uh, that that really was maybe our best game of the day in the NFL was Giants-Titans. Yeah. On betting with the Barbers, powered by Superbook, Tiki Barber was extremely proud of his Giants. And his brother, Rondé, pointed out, well, it was kind of the Tennessee Titans collapse that gave you that win. But as usual, you know, expect the unexpected in week number one. Quickly, John, I know you had the best seats in the house at UFC 279. Uh, Back in the day when I covered the UFC, that was always a, a gong show when a card implodes like UFC 279 did, but give Dana White and the UFC credit for reshuffling and putting together some really entertaining uh, matchups. My man, Mm -hmm. Nate Diaz got a big victory. I saw that one better put a a $30,000 bet on Diaz to pay back 31.5. But uh, how did the book do with UFC 279? That was great. It was our best handle UFC event of the year. Uh, Wrote a lot of money on the main event, a lot of money on the co-main event. Won a few, lost a few. We did lose to that Diaz player, but we had a lot of money on Tony Ferguson too. And I was happy to see Chumaya win because we were taking all kinds of underdog money line bets on Kevin Holland in the co-main event. He got steamrolled about a minute into that fight. So that was a very easy win for us. But great event. I give the UFC a lot of credit. They're very innovative there. You know, they don't just shrug their shoulders and say there's nothing we can do. They were problem solving. They found a way to move the parts around, made the event actually better than the original card. The card that they built was better than the one they had planned. So it was a fun night to be there. Uh, it, it was great. It was great to be back at T-Mobile for a UFC event. It was great to see that kind of handle on a UFC event. Absolutely. Yeah, it looked incredible. It's, it just had that big fight feel back in mm-hmm. Vegas, which was incredible too. So, well, we look ahead now to week number two in the NFL and they guys, they're really opening up with the main event as two AFC West powerhouses and Super Bowl favorites collide in Arrowhead stadium as the chargers travel to Kansas city to take on the chiefs, the road team in this series has won the last four meetings. It's Mahomes versus Herbert. Current odds from a Superbook. The Chiefs, a minus four favorite. Total is at 54 right now. Jay, give us your thoughts on the marquee matchup. Well, I'm right with you there, Ron. I'm an AFC West guy, so this is going to be a, a, a game of interest for me as we see uh, most likely the top two teams face off in the uh, AFC West. Um, I know Bronco fans, I, I get it. You know, they'll be there too uh, when it's all said and done, but yeah, Ron, you know, by the way, you opened up and said, well, we're, you know, we're, we're not going to miss a game winning uh, field goal. I looked that up. I think there were 11 missed field goals in week Insane. one. That is crazy. And there was only one kicker that was fired, but anyway, 
that's a lot of missed field goals. I think there was five or six extra points that were missed. So yeah. uh, did they uh, take the preseason off too? I, I don't get it. Yeah, something something was up with that because you, you just don't see that. You see that on Saturdays. You don't see that on Sundays. Uh, right. But a lot of like shanks. It wasn't just like they barely missed. A couple of them hit the pole. Others were just pure shanks. Wow, it was just terrible. Brutal. Um, but this game, I, I it's going to be a great game. I, you know, I'm very excited to see this. It's you know, open three. We open at three. You know, in May, we open the total back in May at 53. So I give our guys a lot of credit. Look, look what we're looking at. We opened three on Sunday. By Sunday night, it was three and a half. And then yesterday, the whole market went to four. And now I just noticed there's wow. a four and a half there. So it looks like it's creeping up to four and a half. And I guess that makes sense. Chiefs at home. Chiefs were very impressive uh, the week one. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see this thing. The whole market goes to four and a half by kickoff. And the books, of course, are going to need that uh underdog to come through once again most likely uh, outright win would probably be best for us uh, but i'm not holding my breath yeah the chiefs have won six straight home openers john any thought on this afc west matchup mm -hmm. i guess somebody at amazon prime's got a lot of juice if they got this to be their first game of the season this is like <laughs> for a for a thursday night game this is an incredible game uh these are two of the best teams in the entire league uh, we did see yeah. there was some money that i respected on sunday night laid Kansas City minus three, minus 120. And we went to three and a half off that bet. Now we're at four. Jay's right. We're seeing four and a half out there. So there was some sharp money on Kansas City right away, right when we put this thing up Sunday night. Chiefs were very impressive on Sunday. But, but let's see how much of that is Arizona. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know why Arizona gets all this hype every year. Kingsbury just keeps getting passed up the coaching ranks for reasons that I'm not, they're unclear to me, but. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how good Kansas City is in this game because I know how good the Chargers are. They're great. John, I yeah. forgot about that. It, so this game will not be available on DirecTV? No. you. This, is the, game, this is the first Amazon oh. Prime game. So that, okay. that's it's not a question. Unless you're in Kansas City or, or right. L.A. All right. Okay, because I thought it was going to be on both, but uh, – it's not a coincidence that there's a this is the Thursday night game to start the uh, I mean this <laughs> yeah this is a this is a hell of a game. I think last year the week two Thursday night game was Giants against the formerly known as Redskins team. Yes. I don't recall what their name was that season. Can't but I mean this, this is a real upgrade uh obviously and I'm sure Amazon was pushing for this. Yeah, they got some powerful backing uh john so you yeah. could take that quick trip down to la from vegas if you want if you don't want to get prime and and catch the game but i, I think you'll be all right uh from a massive matchup in the afc west to a big time heavyweight clash in the nfc south tom brady leads his bucks into new orleans to face the saints Tampa Bay guys beat down Dallas Sunday night, as you said, Jay, a very uh, boring game uh, while New Orleans somehow survived against Atlanta. And as you mentioned, John, Atlanta finds mm -hmm. a new way to lose again. Current odds from Superbook, the Buccaneers come in as the favorite on the road. They are minus two and a half and the over under is at 44. John, break this one down for us. You know, there's not a whole lot to report yet. Obviously, it's a little early in the week, but really it's kind of – it's right where we opened it, side in total. There's no real sharp action at the counter to talk about yet. I guess we got this one right in the opinions of the the sharper betters we have. Uh, very interesting game. New Orleans uh, rallied, we'll say, to beat Atlanta on Sunday. 
I don't know what Atlanta's doing. I don't know. Like, how do you have different coach and different quarterback, and it's the same thing that just happens to you for 10-plus years? I don't know how they could possibly Thanks. lose that game. But a good win for New Orleans. And, and the Bucks. we don't know what to make of them yet. You know, their offense really didn't have to do anything on yeah. Sunday night in that game against Dallas. That's not going to be the case in this game, I don't believe. So we'll learn a lot about both these teams, I think. Yeah, Fournette just ran all over them. Jay, what are your thoughts on the Bucks and Saints? I was just looking at, even though uh, John's right, we haven't really seen any sharp action. The total did drop down a couple of notches. And way back when we had this total at 47, we what did hmm. we open on? Let's see, open 47 and a half, drop down to 45 and a half, and then all of a sudden all the way down to 44. So the market has moved on that under, which I guess makes sense because, uh, I, I don't know, the Saints were – I know they moved the ball here and there, but uh, I know their running backs were not involved. They're going to have to be able to run the ball a little bit here. You know, we're going to see. We haven't talked about this, but week two is overreaction, right? Overreaction week. And and uh, I know a lot of people take, uh, you know, week one's action and results and really parlay that into week two. And we all know you shouldn't do that. It's the NFL. Things change. And um, I think it's going to be very interesting to see some of these teams that Really got a lot of hype over the last couple of days. See what they do on Sunday. I learned from week number one in my survivor pools. I'm going to take my bye week moving forward uh, on week number one and just get it out there because every week number one, something crazy and, and there seems to be upsets galore. So that's my new philosophy. Nice. I bought a couple of mulligans myself. So. <laughs> well done. All right. And, you, you know, just a, put a ribbon on that game. The saints have owned Brady since he got to Florida. Uh, he has not won against new Orleans going O and four. All right, let's move on to a game. Number three, the Patriots traveling to Pittsburgh, take on the Steelers, the Patriots lost in South Florida as usual in week one, they look to rebound against the Steelers team that upset the Bengals, but they did lose TJ. Watt. Current line from Superbook.com has the traveling Patriots as the one and a half point favorite. The total is sitting at 40 and a half. Jay, how has the TJ Watt injury affected this line, if at all? Well, it, it did move up. I mean, we had it pick them, you know, uh, Sunday night and the next morning, you know, we opened up at one and a half on, on the uh, Patriots and it just creeped up to two and a half now. And, and a part of that is, is TJ's injury. But I, I think we were all expecting that. Other than that, we haven't really seen a lot of action yet. We do see the market of a lot of twos. Uh, we do see some one and a half still. So we're we're definitely on the high side as in, we're not a believer in the Patriots. We just think that it's going to be moving that way by the time we get to game time. Pretty interesting, you know, new settings here for both New England and Pittsburgh. We'll have to see what they bring into the second week. But right now, very little to report on this game. Okay. Yeah, it's not often New England goes 0-2. John, quick thoughts on the Patriots Mm -hmm. and Steelers. I think it's weird to see that as a 10 a.m. game. You know, that's always one of the biggest regular season games of the year, Pittsburgh and New England. Pittsburgh had no business beating Cincinnati last week. Oh, I mean, that, 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 no no way they should have won that game. The kicking woes from the Bengals because of the snapper, the turnovers by the Bengals. There's no way that Pittsburgh should have won that game. We'll see what happens this week. Uh, New England needs a win now. So there, there was some sharp money in New England minus one and a half, uh, at least here at the Super Bowl. Because like Jay said, there's still other places still have one and a half. 
So the, the market is moving very slowly on that game. All right. Well, then that leads us to a couple of other teams looking for their first win of the season when the Arizona Cardinals travel to your hometown, guys, Vegas, to take on the Raiders, who fought hard against the Chargers, just came up short, I I guarantee, and I'm sure you can uh, agree that Legion Stadium and the Superbook at the Westgate will be rocking with silver and black as they welcome in the Cardinals, the current odds as of this recording, Vegas, the five and a half point favorite at home and the over under point total is at 51 and a half. John, you got the honors. That should be an interesting game. You know, the Raiders, they did. They battled against the Chargers last week and now they really need this game against Arizona at home. We opened this number maybe a little bit too low. There are some people laying three and a half and four early in the week. We're at five and a half right now. I think it's disrespect to the Cardinals and the sharp betters because sharp guys were all over Kansas City last week. Chiefs steamrolled the Cardinals, and now they're on the Raiders this week. I think it's more of an indictment of the Cardinals than anything else. I think that the sharp guys are just anti-Arizona. Yeah, they looked horrible. There's no doubt about it. Blitzed Patrick Mahomes all day, and it didn't really work out for him. Uh, Jay, what what are your thoughts as the Cardinals travel to Vegas? Well, I agree with John. We opened up the game too low. We had three and a half, and the next morning we're at four and a half. It gets all the way up to six uh, yesterday, and now settles in at five and a half. But this isn't the public betting it. You know, this is the market. Some sharps up there, some educated play, and I agree with John that they're betting against the Cardinals rather than for the Raiders, even though this is a huge game for the Raiders. Uh, they have, you know, th- visions of them competing for the AFC West title and to open it up 0-2. And with one of those games being at home against the Cardinals, this is a big game. It's, I'm not going to say it's a must-win, but it's a huge game for the Raiders if they're going to contend in the AFC West. Yeah, well put. That goes for the Broncos as well. You fall down uh, 0-2 and and you're in a big hole in the AFC West. Some old school divisional rivalries this week, including the Bears and Packers. You know, not many guys would have thought it would be the Bears coming to Lambeau Field undefeated and the Packers looking for their first victory of the year. But that's the storyline in this one. Jay, the Pack. Big-time favorites, according to Superbook, uh, minus 10 right now. Point total is 42-and-a-half. Yeah, this game really hasn't moved too much. We opened 9 on Sunday, and next morning we moved it up to 10 as every everybody went to 10 there. I think the Packers are going to be an interesting study this year uh, with you know the, the new-look receivers, and I know Lazard's uh, not quite – healthy yet but uh, looking at those receivers uh, what Rogers has you know whether it's Dodds or uh, Watson Cobb's still there he's like been there for 15 years but he has nobody to throw to right now he has not found a go-to guy and I think it's going to be very interesting if they can't run that ball because I think Jones is a great back I think Dylan's a adequate second hand there but um, it's going to be interesting if Rogers and those those receivers are going to be able to click because they looked totally lost last Sunday, giving up 10 points. I'm not a big believer in the Bears, but I think the Bears could be one of those teams that gets a lot of momentum. They were certainly happy uh, at the end of that game last uh, Sunday as they were very uh, celebratory (laughs) on the field there and uh, act like they won a playoff game. But I think there's such a young group out there that they really could get, if they get a little bit of confidence 
and are able to hold uh, Rodgers down a bit, which I, I think they could do that going into Green Bay, I could see their confidence growing throughout this game and make this thing close. Man, that would blow some things up, I'm sure, if the Bears were to pull off the upset. Uh, I love how you brought up the receivers. Everyone said receivers going to new teams struggle, but Devontae Adams and guys like Tyreek Hill did not. They exploded in the first week of the NFL season. Uh, Your take on the Bears and Packers, John? Does that Bears win against San Francisco really count? I mean, with those field conditions last week, I mean, we, we could bring in our social media guy, Hoagland, and see what he thinks. But I don't think that win yeah. should count in the standings. Uh, it was very unfair to the 49ers. I don't know. <laughs> the Bears have a lot to prove to me. Justin Fields has a lot to prove to me. Uh, whatever happened in the second half of that game in that rainstorm, uh, we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong, and maybe they'll look great on Sunday night. Very sharp betters under in this game. This total's gone from 44.5 to 42. Some sharp players in New Jersey, some sharp players in Nevada at the Superbook around the under here. So they're expecting another low-scoring game. They're not expecting much from Green Bay's receivers, and they're probably expecting from Justin Fields what I'm expecting. So it doesn't look to be the most uh, entertaining game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fields, uh, I think, surprised a lot of people. But uh, on that long touchdown pass, I mean, I think, uh, John, you could have thrown that one rolling to your left. I don't know about that. I uh, mean, no. I don't Give think the man so. a shot. Uh, yeah. All right. Jay maybe could have. Jay. All right. I, I, no I, doubt. One hundred percent. There's no. Doubt I didn't even see the. I don't even see the play you're talking about. I uh, was so I, wide open. Yeah. I mean, he rolled out, <laughs> threw it. I mean, I. I just, how about this? If Jay threw it, I could have caught it and okay. ran into the end zone. I got so you. That's how wide open it was. But okay. Fair we enough. will see. That's uh, that's the Bears and the Packers, and we end week number two. Uh, with the second half of a Monday night football doubleheader, the Minnesota Vikings uh, travel to the city of brotherly love to face the Eagles. Both teams 1-0 after the Vikings took out the Packers. Eagles took care of the Lions. A little bit more difficult as the Lions get another backdoor cover. But uh, John will come to you. Eagles are the slight home favorites, uh, giving uh, two and a half points, and the over-under is at 50. You know, it's not really a doubleheader on Monday. You know, the, the first game's at 4.15 local out here. The second game's at 5.30, which is it's kind of weird. Yeah, it uh, is it's, weird. Good it's point. not good for business. It's not good for betting. It's not going to be good Real for TV dumb. ratings. Somebody should be fired over that. Minnesota on. plus three got some sharp money for sure. So you see us, we, we've moved down to two here. Eagles minus two. Uh, the plus three, got that got snapped up. We had a guy bet us 30,000 under 51 and a half in this game. And we, we've seen our total move down. We got as low as 49, but saw some sharp play over 49. Moves us up to 49 and a half. So a lot of action on this game, side in total. I just I wish it was a little bit later in the day, Jay. I wish it was a I wish it was a true doubleheader because that's a lot better for business. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I mean, isolated games are the games that we really enjoy out here because of uh, the concentration and the action that those type of games that that type of scheduling creates and and to have them right on top of one another is terrible it's like it's like the baseball playoffs sometimes doesn't oh, that brutal. drives me nuts when yeah. they oh, play at the same like, time this is exactly what they're doing they shouldn't be doing this but i do like the double headers if it's a true double header i'd love two games on monday i think it's pretty exciting but uh not at the same time this game I do believe the total is going to go back up. We were up at 51 and a half at one time. It, we're at 49 and a half. I expect it to go up. I think these are two great offensive teams. 
I think that both teams have great offensive lines. They have a lot of threats. I think they're going to score a lot of points in this game. I'm surprised it's under 50 right now, but I wouldn't be surprised if it closes 51 and a half, 52 sidewise. I'm a, kind of a believer in the Eagles a little bit. Um, I, I do like uh, Jalen Hurts this year. I think he has a great, uh, a lot of weapons there. Their offensive line is probably the best in the league. So I know the Vikings would have something to say with that uh, about that as uh, they're a great offensive team there, and that's probably why I'm kind of leaning towards the over here. It's time for the big ticket. Hey, John, any tickets make you do a double take this week at the Superbook? The really big bets are going to come in later in the week on the NFL, on college football. We've got the Canelo Alvarez, Gennady Golovkin fight Saturday. We'll we'll see some bigger tickets this weekend. So far, the main ones, I talked about the 30,000 under in the Philadelphia game. I'll give you one more. Guy bet 30,000 under in your game, Broncos-Texans. I thought that was interesting. Mm. Because obviously we all watched the game on Monday night. Denver should have scored a lot more points. Who fumbles the ball at the goal line twice? Denver really should have won that game pretty easily. And there's no way that they should have only scored. I think they scored 16 points. So that, that, that was kind of interesting to me to see that. You got to think Denver is going gonna, is gonna to win decisively on Sunday, Ron. I'm not trying to jinx anything you for say you. say interesting. But, I say yeah, frustrating. Easy, easy. Oh, oh well, I'm, yeah. I'm going to be – I'll be rooting for Denver for a variety of reasons that I can't get into <laughs> on the air. But uh, I'll be – just say I that like I'll be it. rooting for – I'll just be rooting for Denver to win the game straight up for some reason. All so, right. And I, I, they really should. They, there's no way Seattle should have won that game. I, I don't know how the play calling, I don't know what Nathaniel Hackett was doing at the end of the game. It was no. It was breathtaking to watch. It, it was. And Peyton Manning's reaction was the best as he's sitting there saying, they'll take a timeout, take, take. I mean, isn't that why you brought Russell Wilson in? Well, and yeah. he, they showed the fact of how many fourth quarter comebacks he has had so okay. We we digress here. We need okay, to look ahead and not look back. <laughs> um, but I appreciate you jumping on the the Broncos this weekend. Big weekend of football, of course. So get to Superbook.com before kickoff. Sign up today. Download the app and get in on the game right now. Superbook is offering some great sign up bonuses, odds boosts, and uh, of course for the latest and greatest wagering news, original content and special promotions and bonuses, make sure you are following us on all social media platforms at Superbook Sports. Let's get an update on the ultimate football handicapping challenge. Hey guys, what's shaking in your super contest this week? The super contest kicked off this past weekend as contestants are battling for a massive end of the year payout and 11 in-season contests this year. Jay, give us the numbers. How many people got into the super contest this year and break down how contestants fared in week number one? Well, Ron, we had uh, 1598 in the super contest and we had a nice little rush at the end of the uh, sign-up period. We saw a variety of results around town. I got to tell you, because uh, we had, we had 1598 and I'm going to tell you, we have never gone into week one where a contestant failed to submit their very first week of selections. Oh, and this, wow. this time, this is the first time ever I've been running the contest, you know, since 04. We always had a group of people that didn't submit their first week's uh, picks, mm-hmm. but this year they all got them in. So it was amazing. 
as far as the Super Contest Gold, we had 80 uh, contestants there with the winner collecting. The winner will collect 400000 And so a big prize on the line for the Super Contest Gold. So great year for uh, the contest. And, uh, you know, we're off and running there. Absolutely. We used to, if someone didn't get their, their lineup in fantasy football in back in college back in the day, and we knew it on Saturday night, you just try to get the guy drunk so he would forget to do it. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, that should be the approach with the super contest too, but uh, I guess they're not taking that approach this year. It's great numbers. Glad to have so many people involved and we'll keep track of this uh, contest throughout the year. All right, guys. Before we get out, let's do some rapid fire and talk about some college games. I mean, a triple header of upsets last week that included Appalachian State knocking off Texas A&M as a 17-point underdog. My favorite game of the week, Georgia Southern's win at Nebraska as 23-and-a-half-point underdogs and Marshall winning outright at Notre Dame. That was a lot of fun, too. Let's get right to it. Game number one, number 12, BYU travels to Oregon to take on number 25. The line right now, guys, is Oregon minus three and a half. The over under at 58. BYU looks to build off that massive win over Baylor. There have been some movement on this line. Uh, John, give us the details. You know, BYU just plays a brutal schedule, Ron. I mean, every week it seems like they're in a big game. They got a trip to Las Vegas coming up in a few weeks. Take on Notre Dame at Allegiant Stadium. They, they've got a really tough schedule. We got Oregon minus three and a half, down a little bit from minus four. Saw some people take BYU plus four. Saw some people take BYU last week against Baylor. They were a little fortunate there. They covered that game in double overtime. But BYU, Oregon, as good of a game really as there is in college football this weekend. These are two pretty solid teams. I mean, Oregon, I know they got just demolished in week one by Georgia, but that's going to happen to a lot of people to play Georgia this season. Yeah. So I I shouldn't worry too much about that. All right. Game two, Big Ten versus SEC. Number 22, Penn State traveling to Auburn. Penn State has beat and covered in their first two games. Auburn Mm -hmm. hasn't looked great. They've won, but they didn't cover against San Jose State and Mercer. Current line we have is Penn State minus three over under 48. Any movement in this game on the spread or total? Really sharp guys on the under here. They went under 49 and 48. We're at 47. The the action on the side is very split. Still at Penn State minus three. Looks to be a pretty heavily bet game in the afternoon. Two really premium programs. Uh, this should be one of our better handle games of the day in college football. Two coaches that could use a win like this. These are two guys, they could really use a a marquee win here. It looks to be a low-scoring game, at least according to our wise guys. Great point, absolutely. And then maybe the marquee matchup of the day, the Aggies from Texas A&M look to bounce back after that shocking upset to Appalachian State. They take Mm -hmm. on a very talented Miami team that's ranked number 13, but they're taking up a big jump up in the level of competition that they have faced. Texas A&M is the favorite here at minus five and a half point total at 45, where that's where it opened. We've seen some movement, a little bit of movement in the spread, but guys, the, uh, the total, John, has definitely jumped. Talk about that. Yeah, we, we've seen the total come down quite a bit. We had this thing aside at 47 and a half. We're at 45 right now. Everybody's on Miami. You know, it's, it's early in the week. We're talking on Wednesday afternoon about a Saturday night game. Everybody's on Miami. 
I heard Max Johnson's been getting some reps with the number ones in College Station. Here's my question, Ron. Who scheduled Appalachian State for the attack? <laughs> what, what kind of, who would do that? I mean, you already have a non-conference game against Miami. So you're good. You're non-conference. No one is going to criticize you if you're in the SEC and you're in the SEC West, which is by far the best division in college football by a mile every year, and you're playing Miami, and you go out and schedule Appalachian State. Why would you do such a thing? I, I, of course they should have won that game. but Someone who doesn't know there. history. That was poor work. Very poor work. It looks like we're going to need Texas A&M, though, because the public, they like Miami. I can see why. Yeah. All right. So that's, uh, that's a lot of um, action in that one. Jay, before we wrap things up, any other college games that are getting your attention? That's funny. I'm, I'm wondering if Texas A&M is going to have a pep rally this week. I don't know if <laughs> you guys saw that, but that was very interesting. Yes. Uh, a couple of games. I know that uh, we're, we're keeping an eye on Louisiana Tech at Clemson. It's a later start, and that game's already gone up from 32 to 34. Uh, Sharps laid it there, and I know the public's going to be on Clemson because it's Clemson and it's a late start, so probably going to need Louisiana Tech there. Uh, some moving on that Cal Notre Dame game, uh, Tyler Buckner, right? It was uh, out, yeah, he is announced out, so that line went from 12 and a half down to nine. Sharps mm. laid it back up to 11. Oklahoma, another game that uh, was has interesting movement over the last uh, couple of days, opened 13 and a half. And the Sharps bet it down to 11, and I know what that is. That's the new coach, uh, yeah. a change of coaching staff. It's They tend to play pretty well, you know, teams after a, a firing like that so early in the season. Uh, team seems to rally in most cases, not all cases, but that's the reasoning why you see the number drop. And then a couple of uh, sharp plays that have moved some big lines, Buffalo at Coastal Carolina, 18 down to 14. You had Ohio at Iowa State that opened 21 down to 18. So some pretty good early moves, uh, significant moves, most of that sharp action. Well, we saw some major upsets last weekend. We'll see if that trend continues as the college football season rolls on. Guys, great job as always. That's going to do it for another episode of the Superbook Sports Podcast. If you like what you hear, and I'm sure you did, take a second to like, rate, and subscribe to Superbook Sports Podcast is available on Spotify and Apple Music. And as always, please follow us on social media at Superbook Sports. Guys, before we kick off another huge weekend of sports, any final thoughts, Jay? I'm looking forward to it. Don't overreact to what you saw week one. Uh, it's a it's a reboot uh, weekend, and uh, well just uh, take that uh, take the week one results with a grain of salt. John, yeah. So I totally agree with Jay. This happens every year. You know, everyone makes these sweeping decisions after they watch week one. If you remember week one last year, Green Bay lost in New Orleans. They scored three points. And there were people right. literally saying, we think Rodgers might be intentionally sinking the season because he's mad at Green Bay. And then he proceeded to win an MVP and lead Green Bay to the best record of the NFC. So you don't want to overreact too much to one week. And you want to hang in there on your Survivor contest, Ron. Don't beat yourself up. That was an, incre that was an incredibly know, hard week for Survivor. That, that's the hardest week one I've ever seen in Survivor. It was ridiculous. I, I mean, I took the Colts. I felt good about it. I was going back and forth between mm -hmm. Baltimore and the Colts. Went with the Colts. Foolish. Uh, I'm telling you, I, I'm just taking my bye week from moving forward. <laughs> I mean, 
but it's half the half the league is already you know strike one so i don't think you're even allowed to do that i I mean i don't know i want to know what survivor contest you're in where you can just say yeah you know what i'm going to take the week off i I don't know i I, I like i could do well in that league i'd be good yeah, yeah, it's it's you want it to prolong throughout the right. season is, is I my you. guess. But hey, Mulligans, you know what, tie Mulligans. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> Mulligans. It, doesn't a tie count as a win? I mean, doesn't everybody get a trophy these days? Come on, maybe not. Mm, true. All right, probably true. Guys, enjoy a huge weekend at the Superbook at the Westgate. Great job. Thanks. Uh, We will talk to you again next week for our entire crew and my partners in the desert, Jay Cornegay and John Murray. I'm Ron Kruk. Enjoy a massive sports weekend. You've been listening to the Superbook Sports Podcast. Superbook Sports Podcast. Featuring Jay Cornegay, John Murray, and Ron Kruk. Hit our subscribe button, rate, review, and never miss out on weekly behind-the-counter access to the biggest events in sports. The Superbook Sports Podcast is a production of Green Roll Media. Green Roll Media. The world's premier sports betting podcast network.